What's up, sober family? Welcome to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, the podcast for newly sober people learning to love ourselves instead of booze. This is a special dry January edition where you're going to get highlights from seasons two and three. I did an episode like this back in season two, and I decided it was about time that uh, you get access to some of the best nuggets of wisdom that have been shared by 21 of my recent guests. So if you're doing dry January and you're looking for some inspiration uh, because you're new to this whole sobriety thing, well, then you've come to the right place. And if you um, have been at it for a while, I think you're going to be encouraged anew by the things that you hear. And even if you've heard these 21 episodes, then it's worth going back and listening again to what these wonderful uh, women and men have shared with us over the last several months. I'm your host, Dana Kroll. I'm a former Army chaplain who developed a toxic relationship with alcohol after leaving the military. I stayed on a roller coaster of rock bottoms, recoveries, and relapses until finally, in the winter of 2022, I found my way out of the cycle by connecting with people like you. After kissing alcohol goodbye, my goal is to never go back, but I can't do it alone, so let's break up with booze together. With me in the studio, as always, are Al K. Halfrey, my spirit animal for sobriety, and Spruce, my PTSD service dog who is just off camera and is napping. Yeah, before we get rolling, I just want to quickly say that if you're new to sobriety and you'd like to find a group of people to be your sober community, please come join the I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye Sober Family Facebook group. The link is in the show notes, or you can search Facebook groups for I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. And now, let's get rolling. The first guest you're going to hear from is a registered nurse named Deb Maisner, who lives in Oregon, and she is sporting an intoxicated t-shirt uh, for this interview, and she shares with us a little bit about what alcohol does to the brain and to the body. And then the next morning, you feel anxious, and you have that anxiety. And so what do you do later that day to kind of reduce the stimulants? you drink more of your depressant. And so you've really messed up your depressant stimulant cycle. And so when you remove alcohol, then your brain can reset. My next guest was an amazing man named Martin Lockett, who spent 17 years in prison for uh, fatally injuring two people and uh, permanently injuring a third person in a drunk driving crash. And he eventually was discharged from prison and has dedicated his life to serving others in memory and honor of those two lives that he took and the third life that he uh, permanently affected. He's just an amazing guy. And here's uh, some wisdom of how he got through that and how he has emerged on the other side of it without being crushed and crippled by guilt. And I learned this valuable, valuable lesson. And that is that all this time, I was thinking the more I accumulated for me, you know, things that people would admire, then the more that would make me feel significant and that I was somebody. But really, it's the exact opposite. The more I gave of myself, then the more it fed this sense of validation and to know that I was making a difference. That's what makes me feel that I'm living a purposeful, meaningful life. Next, I was thrilled to host a vivacious, wonderful woman named Kim Bellis, and she is an inspirational woman who founded Sober is the New Cool, and you're going to hear from her about uh, when she knew that she needed to change her relationship with alcohol as she was speaking to her 15-year-old son. I started to say to Mackie, you don't need booze to have fun, and I had the biggest glass of wine in my hand. And I thought, okay, that's pretty hypocritical, isn't it? So 
So at that moment, I said, okay, I'm going to stop drinking for three months because I was a wine drinker. And I mean, did I drink too much? Yeah. But was I out of control? No. But was alcohol my friend? Obviously not because next January, it'll be 10 years. I've never had another drink. Next, I was joined by my friend, Justin Lamb. He is the host of the Friend Request podcast, and it's been an honor to get to know him over this summer and fall. I was actually a guest on his show as well uh, recently, and uh, Justin talks about how it's important to be curious about yourself as part of the sober process, that you can get to know yourself in a different way, and that that really is going to help you uh, move forward with a different phase of your life. To be curious about yourself. Uh, I think this is sobriety leaning or, or focused. And I think in all things, especially underlined twice, especially in sobriety, um, we need to be introspective. And if we spend too much time on the external, whether that be things around us or what other people think about us, um, it can really put a stop on personal growth. And personal growth does never stop. I had a powerful interview with my friend, Bo Payne, who is an army veteran and was originally drafted uh, by the Florida Marlins back in the mid nineties before he uh, wrecked his life with alcohol and drugs. And uh, he talks here uh, with some words of encouragement that if you're feeling down, I hope that this picks you up because Bo is just such an inspirational guy and I'm not going to take anything away from what he has to say. I'm just going to let him say it. Oh my gosh, if you are feeling bad, if you're feeling down, if you cannot, if you feel like you can't go on anymore, like you're too old, if you're comparing your insides to other people's outsides and thinking, I just wasted my life because everyone looks so perfect, that's just fear telling you a bunch of bullshit. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Don't buy into that stuff. Be the best person you can be. Great things are often born out of dire circumstances. My friend Mitch Leff, who goes by Mitch Motivates on Instagram, then joined me and talked about the L's of recovery. And I'll let him uh, elaborate on what those L's are. I was trying to do some alliteration here and being clever, but it's not really working. So I'm just going to let Mitch share his wisdom with you. An L is a lesson, not a loss. That, you know, I am a negative person first. And then I go to the positive and I have practiced this thing where every time I get rejected, every time I lose, every time something doesn't go my way, I immediately train myself to say, it's not a loss. It's a learning experience and it's a lesson. And I will take that and it will make me better. And I will learn from that moving forward. Moira Gorski is the host of the Juggling the Chaos of Our Recovery podcast, which I had the honor and privilege of appearing on. And she joined me to discuss the critical role that self-care plays in sobriety. So again, if you're new to sobriety, pay attention to these words, especially because this is coming from a veteran who knows a thing or two about staying sober, but also about loving people who are struggling uh, in various ways. And she just uh, really captures the essence of what it is to take care of yourself first. And I realized that I needed to take care of myself first before I could take care of anybody else. And I think we all know that, right? You go on an airplane and they yeah. tell you to 
take the oxygen mask first and put it on yourself. But I wasn't doing that. I was trying so hard. And I think just so desperately, because I knew how tough this struggle had been for me. I just wanted to help my daughter so much. And I, again, have a wellness business. I help people. I just love to help people. But I realized that if I didn't take care of myself first, I was no good to myself, my daughter, my business, my family, like anything. One of the most inspirational people that I've had the honor to host is Katie Zorns, who describes herself as a plus-size triathlete and aspiring farmer. She and her husband live on a beautiful uh, homestead in, in, I think, 40 acres in Missouri. And she set out in 2022 to do 22 hard things. These uh, are things great and small uh, that she had been wanting to do. And um, I'm just going to let her talk about what she did to make those things happen and how she didn't let herself get overwhelmed by the big things or by the many things. Setting goals that I knew I could accomplish because once you start accomplishing those goals, you're like, okay, I can do the next thing. I can do the next hard thing or the next step up. But part of it is mentally just acknowledging like I am who I am now and I'm not broken you know, I'm not a broken person. I am a whole person as I am now. And this is where I'm going to start today. This is what I'm doing today. We kicked off season three with Tim Lodgen, who is a former mixed martial arts fighter and a former Marine. Um, It was such an honor and privilege to chat with Tim as a fellow veteran. He uh, spent many years in the throes of addiction. And he talks about how he doesn't lament those years now, uh, being in his mid to late forties, he, you know, could look back and say, oh, well, that was wasted time, but I'm going to let him tell you how he shifted his perspective on that. Why did I have to go through 27 years of mental illness and addiction and alcoholism before I got the help I needed? But the more I got sober, the more I've read on my mental illness, the more I read about recovery and sobriety, the more I worked the steps, The more I started living the steps in my daily life, the more I started having faith. I finally realized that those 27 years didn't happen to me. They happened for me. They happened for me to realize how special this gift of life is that we have. Quint Boa is the owner and founder of Shoot You, which is a global media production company based in the UK. And he talks uh, a lot about anxiety in the episode that we shared together. Uh, He has made these brilliant short films uh, that are animated. And so he's talking about uh, what role animation can play in um, getting out the word about sobriety, not just about sobriety, but about other issues like anxiety and depression. I thought this was such a fascinating conversation. What animation can do is it talks to the pre-verbal side of all of us, to the psychic side of us that we normally sort of only come up in in dreams. And the octopus can become a fantastic metaphor for anxiety because it's got these eight wriggly arms, which can either hug you. And if they're hugging too close, it's going to smother you or you can you can choose to dance with it. Jillian Teets is the host of the Sober Powered podcast, and she also started a new uh, business podcast now in January, 2023 called The Grind. And uh, she is just a dynamic young woman who quit drinking in her late twenties or right around the time that she was about to turn 30. And she kind of liked Tim Lodge in a couple of quotes ago 
uh, talks about what it's like to look back on that time that she drank and how she's reframed that in looking forward to the rest of her life. Like, I just felt that my whole life was a waste up until I quit drinking, and that would make me really angry too. So then eventually gaining some perspective and seeing it as like, yeah, maybe those years did suck. However, it allowed it to get bad really quickly. So then you could stop and have way more of your life, like 60 years left to enjoy. Next, I hosted Raymond Tackett, who is a fellow Ohioan, and he is a longtime veteran of sobriety. He had about 10 years clean and sober and has done a lot of work in AA and uh, talks about uh, a lot of the steps in this episode, but he honed in on one in particular and just about the work that goes into getting clean and sober that we can get so wrapped up with the things that we haven't done right uh, that we forget to celebrate the things that we are doing right. And the problem with an addict or an alcoholic is that I only want to focus on the negative shit. I only want to focus when I mess up. I only want to focus on the times that I'm doing wrong. I never want to focus on the times that I'm doing good. So that's part of the benefits of working through the steps because they're going to ask me, you know, what did you do good today? What did you do well? How did you show an act of love? I was so honored to have my friend Kevin Black on as a guest. He uh, has been a mentor of mine and he uh, talks about what it's like to be at about the three-year mark in sobriety and how he continues to motivate himself to move forward uh, after the initial stages of stopping drinking. Getting to that point where it's not, there's no goal. There's no destination, final destination. That like it's just allowing myself to continually be a work in progress. Donna Lee Gastrike joined me. She's the author of a great book called "Bringing Spirituality into Business," and she talks in this in episode uh, quite a bit about the importance of setting a date with our problem. Uh, But here she also elaborates on how it doesn't just have to do with alcohol. It could be any number of issues that we're facing in our life and that we have to face up to them in order to uh, be able to move forward. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's food, whether it's um, reclusiveness, we hide in our own little bubble, whether it's drugs, they're all the same. They're avoiding us dealing with their mental and emotional pain. Next, I hosted a really fun episode with Tawny Lara, who is the author of the forthcoming book called Dry Humping, A Booze-Free Guide to Sex, Dating, and Relationships. Tawny uh, calls herself the sober sexpert, and she talks kind of like we heard from earlier about the importance of self-care for Moira Gorski. Tawny really took it to the next level and gave us some really great ideas for ways that we can actually do that and how we can lavish Uh, self-care upon ourselves, not just do the little things. Something that I'm doing now is like, I am heavily leaning into indulging in self-care. And I'm talking like buying myself a bouquet of flowers every week, taking ridiculously luxurious bubble baths, stretching for an hour in a candlelit room. I mean, like seriously letting myself chill the fuck out and treat myself Jason Lachance is the host of the Knocking Doors Down podcast, and we had a fantastic conversation about what it means to uh, love ourselves and to do this sober thing 
and see life from a different perspective. I, I'm not going to say too much because I'm just going to let his words speak for themselves. This is a pretty powerful statement that he shares here. No one's ever going to complete me. You know, I'm a complete individual. That that's not that would never even be a good partner to look for for the the completion from another person. And if you think about it, that idea of a soulmate, it's really kind of the way that people put it. If you're not looking in the mirror and doing the work on that soulmate, that mm -hmm. is your soulmate. No one's ever going to know you as much as you know you. But you put that on somebody else. That's kind of a dick move. Nicole Huff is the founder and editor-in-chief of After Magazine with emphasis on the AF. Its first issue just came out in December of 2022, and it's a pretty neat new magazine that is going to be highlighting all the amazing things that are out there in alcohol-free culture. Uh, Nicole joined me, and we talked a little bit about uh, what it's like to do something new when you're sober. Here she is talking about what it was like to go for it, something that was a big undertaking to start a new magazine. Once you do that, once you take your dream and you take a step towards it, that it builds your confidence to do the next thing. Failure used to look like to me, like everything that didn't work out for me that I didn't do. And at this point, it I so sincerely believe that failure would have been not trying to do that one thing that's uh, always been in my heart that I wanted to do. And at, at a certain point, you take all those steps, even if they're small steps, and you see the path suddenly becomes clear, like why you are where you are. My friend Michelle Mendoza joined me to talk about self-love, and I am not going to introduce anything else for this one because she just says it so beautifully uh, how stopping drinking has really changed her relationship with herself and her understanding of what love it itself is. I was never raised to know what self-love is you know and I know that my parents always loved me and everything but I just never I never realized what it was like to love myself until now at the age of 33 you know my very first guest from the southern hemisphere is Allie Burke she hails from Perth Australia and she is a lot of fun and Allie talks about what it's like to listen to the voice inside your head that's trying to get you to have a drink and I will not say anything else because I don't want to ruin this brilliant uh, quote from my friend Allie. You know, it's a Tuesday and the sun's shining and you think, fuck, I feel like a drink. You just play it forward and go, okay, cool. Well, what's that going to look like? Because, you know, one, oh, just have one because there's a sneaky bitch inside your head. Just have one. You'll be right. You know, yeah. you can moderate. Yeah. Don't ever think we can moderate. If you're... Questioning your alcohol level, it means that you can't moderate. I, I tried that old chestnut. It doesn't work. My new friend, Ken Middleton, is the founder of Alcohol Is Not Your Friend, a great movement of writers and other people who are seeking to live life uh, without alcohol as part of their story anymore. And Ken talks about what it was like for him to get sober and to discover that that was the thing that was holding him back. And I want to share this quote with you of when he talks about setting goals and the importance of emerging from our alcohol uh, life into our alcohol-free life with a very forward-looking focus. You need that goal to continuously say, 
I don't want to just be average because anyone can be average. I want to be amazing. And that is where the success seeking will keep you from ever relapsing because you have this goal and this vision of who you want to become that your pre-alcohol conscious self no way could aspire you to do it. Closing out with the 21st tip, it's Caroline Blanchard. She is the editor of the new book called That Party is Over. It's got 12 stories in it, uh, 12 chapters written by various people, including me, uh, to share our sober stories and how uh, we got to a place where we are no longer drinking. Caroline talks so beautifully in this portion about self-love that I thought it was very fitting that she's the most recent episode. And this is the final quote that you're going to hear uh, in this episode today. And Caroline is such a wonderful lady. And I'm going to let her tell you about self-love. And there's no one that will love you enough for you to love yourself. You know, I had people in my life that adored me and their love never compensated the hate I had for me. So that's something mm -hmm. that needs to come from you. Thanks again for tuning in to this dry January edition of I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. It's been an honor and privilege to continue to be uh, the host, uh, co-host, sorry, Al. Al and I are excited to uh, continue to bring you great content over the next month uh, as I approach my one-year uh, soberversary, which will come on February 16th of 2023. I can't wait to get there and have another special episode to celebrate that along with my 43rd birthday, which happens almost on exactly the same day. So until the next episode, uh, Al and Spruce and I send you all our sober love and we say goodbye alcohol and hello life. Much love to you all. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>